This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So they'll do that. We know, of course, that uh, Trey from Brooklyn, Texas gave us another version mm-hmm. that we played. So there's, And you can imagine the, more, the further the Knicks go, the more versions there's going to come out, Gordon, the longer yeah. they go. Eventually one of them might sound good, you know? <laughs> no, the one Trey gave us was good. I better not good. start trouble. Good. No, you're not. No, you're not starting trouble. You're bringing people together, like that's what do. I do. That, uh, that is no what question. I like, you know. Oh, and you do it well. <laughs> <laughs> you do it well. Let's get to the folds. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to St. Pete and start out with Spike. What's up, Coach? Boy, that was like a '90s game, man. You're supposed to pass your way out of the zone, not shoot your way out of the zone. <laughs> but uh, you know that. Uh, you know, Larry and I were going back and forth, and Larry said, I thought it would be easier, but uh, you didn't get much but for one guy off the bench. And boy, did he turn that game around, Hartenstein. <laughs> yes, he did. He just, he just came in and turned that game around. And I tell you, I tipped my cap to, to Randall and Brunson. Obviously, they got health issues, ankle issues. Randall emptied out his tank. Thank God he's off till Saturday. He just looked like he worked in a coal mine the whole day and needed oxygen, but he played hard, even with the gaff at the end. You know, it, it just look, Miami was going to do what they did. Tip said it. We all knew it. They were going to just, that was the only way they could win is to outshoot them from long distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they. They tried hard. You know, you got two undrafted guys, took probably 20, 25 threes, and it came down to the end. You make your free throws. Uh, Josh Hart, there's nothing else you could say. He just gets every ball. He does everything right. And I thought, you know, they missed a call at the end uh, when when they pushed Hart down after he, the ball was gone already. That should have been two shots on a possession. It's under two minutes. Am I right? right. Yep, that's right. right? I thought that he was arguing with the official there, but you're not going to convince Scott Forster of anything at no. that point. But that that role was put rule was put in. Look, it's a, it was a '90s game. We won the game. That's all I care about. You got four days, four and a half days for these guys to recoup, and they played their asses off, guys. The whole six of them played well. The bench, you know, you're not going to get consistency from from the younger players. That mm-hmm. that's why the uh, rotation shortened up. But I'm taking the win, and I'm going to watch this game and uh, get some rest later. Going to listen to everybody, boys. Get some rest tomorrow. All right, Spike. Thanks for checking in. You know what, Gordon? I'll, I'll say this, and he's so right about the young players because as good as Opie Toppin was in Game One, was he struggled in Game Two, Gordon? Defensively, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. may. He looked he he might have had two of the worst defensive plays I've seen in a long time. He was running, he was trying to stay he was trying to stay up with uh, uh Martin and he just couldn't he was just lost. He couldn't he couldn't hang with Martin at all. It was a tough night for Obi. Yeah, and uh, look, uh, the Knicks can't complain about the officials tonight after they missed that uh, that that one play that um, they said was a shot clock violation. It actually hit the rim, would yeah. have been a layup. So uh, I think the the, um, the the calls evened out, and I think the Knicks probably ended up with the better side of things tonight. But hey, that's what you you know you're playing on your home court. That's what you're you're supposed to get the calls when you're playing on your home court. As you as you suggested, when we text during the game, mm-hmm. they better get all the calls in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of them. I don't know if they got all of them, but they certainly and they got a big one that because that was a big one right there. It was. It definitely was. It definitely was. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? 
Hey, good evening, guys. I was actually at the uh, ESPN giveaway at the bar on um, around Union Square. Nice. So it was kind of cool, kind of cool seeing that environment. You know, kind of annoyed with the Miami fan, but he made it up with buying me a drink, so it was kind of cool. But I gotta say, I gotta say, the game was good. Um, watching it, watching it, and I love the fact that um, they were able to close out this game. But there is a little bit of a concern for me: the fact that. You know they were it. Miami was able to play this well without Jimmy Butler. I kind of know that the wounded dog expression, but it still kind of very much concerned me because it just tells me that Spoelstra is just an amazing coach, and it's going to be a great chess match. But I really hope that Tom Thibodeau really, you know, can eke out at least one of these games in Miami, if not both, because I believe that we're still a better team and we still need to, you know, show it and win. Because if not, there's still, you know, there there are going to be, you know, some type of looks. <laughs> well, you know what, Jose, and I'm glad you had a good time over hanging out with the ESPN. It's always a good time you hang out with our ESPN staff on the road. You know, always a good time. Uh, but here's the thing that, that does concern you, right? And that is Emmanuel Quickly and the, and the bench. And Gordon was saying it when we were texting back and forth. Quickly is, you just don't understand what's going on with him. Yeah. He, he's just in the slump. He's, he's, he'll hit a three or he'll go down the lane. You, you'll see him get aggressive. And then Gordon, as soon as he misses a shot, he doesn't want to shoot anymore. Now he wants to pass. Now he wants to. And in doing that by going side to side instead of, you know, trying to penetrate and do some other things and quick up, pick up the pace a little bit, you know, it's, it's causing the offense to stall a little bit. So hopefully we've been saying this the last series. Hopefully when he gets to Miami, he'll be able to to get his game going a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't really feel like he's ever really kind of hit a, a groove in the playoffs. Uh, and you're going to need him. You're going to need everybody, right? I mean, yeah. like when, when Randall goes down or there's questions about Hart or uh, about uh, Brunson – or any of these guys, you want to have everybody going at, at full bore. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to need quickly to, to, to pick it up here uh, at some point. I'm not going to disagree with what he said because, yeah, it is concerning that this game was this close sure. without without Jimmy Butler. And, and you get to see, you know, you think that the Knicks are a well-coached team, and then you see the Miami Heat, and they're a really well-coached team. I mm-hmm. mean, they come out of timeouts. They get good shots. They, they find ways to run offense. It didn't feel like they were forcing things, even though – uh, they did not shoot as well from three as the Knicks did tonight. Uh, it was a really close game, but uh, they're a well-coached team, and this is going to be a, a tough series no matter when Jimmy Butler comes back. If he doesn't come back, I think it's still going to be a tough series. And Tibbs has got to, and it's going to be tough because there's no there's no three-point great shooters going to walk through that door between now and nope. Saturday in Miami. But they've got, to, they've got to try to find a way to pick up the pace, Gordon, because – when Miami goes into that zone, the Knicks have struggled against the zone all year because they don't really have three-point makers. So, you know, they want you to shoot the three. Yeah, go ahead, shoot the three because mm-hmm. we'll, you know, we'll, you're not going to hit it, and we'll hopefully we'll get the long rebound and we can break on the other end. So, those are the concerns that the Knicks have to have, and you know that's why you like if you can to pick up that pace a little bit because it gets you down before Miami can get set up into their zone. And sometimes they have had success on a couple of occasions. I think R.J. Barrett did it a lot tonight, was he was able to drive against his own a little bit. So that's something. But see, once again, you know, Spolster will see, oh, they drove against his own. Here's what we're going to do. So mm-hmm. those lanes that he had tonight probably won't be there Saturday. 
I would I would be uh, that would not be a surprise, right? <laughs> I mean, whatever you do well, the last game is probably not going to be available to you the next game. So it's going to be. Uh, you're right. Tibbs is going to have to coach him up. Yeah, he is. Mustafa's in Rockland. Hey, Mustafa. Hey guys, it's been a long time. Gordon, Larry, how you doing? We're good. What's going on? Is that the game? I'm happy they won. But if they play like that, they're out in five. Jimmy comes back, he's going to destroy them, okay? There's no way it should have been this close. You knew the game plan going in. They're a three-point team. You allow Duncan just to come in and run run up and shoot whatever you want. You got these guys. They, they look frustrated, too, by the way. You're asking about Emmanuel quickly. You got to see Mitchell, Robert, Mitchell Robertson's face when he gets into the game. They look like they don't want to play. And the reason why is because everyone's crowding the three-point line, and they look like they're just going away from the game plan. Obi shouldn't be taking three. I don't, I don't know. what what is there a scouting report that I missed on him, that he's an efficient shooter from three-point range? Run a pick and roll with him. You don't need him on the outside. You need these guys to let them play their game. RJ did amazing. He started off, listen, that first quarter was amazing. Brunson, between the first and second quarter, was not even there. Okay, they need to they need to understand if that guy, if Jimmy's not in the game, go out of go at the go at their centers go at, get this guy out the game. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Abayu. Abayu. Mm-hmm. Get him out of the game. Get, get Randall in there. Get, let him draw some fouls. You get him out of the game. Forget who who you got. Kevin Love. I'll take that matchup. But you can't sit around the way they played. It was frustrating to be there. I'm glad they won. I'm a diehard Knicks fan. But listen, man, Jimmy comes back. You have to see his smile. I was sitting in the 100s section. I could see him smiling like, this was it? This is what you gave me? All right, cool. Game three, they need to win. If they don't win game three, I, I'm sorry, guys. I love you. I'm a dire Knicks fan, but I'm being real with this. I've seen this before. I've seen Reggie Miller's face. I've seen a bunch of guys smile and say, okay, we'll be back. I'm happy for them. Love you guys. Good luck. I'm out. All right, Mustafa. Thanks for the phone call. Um, I understand what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but I do think Gordon that there is there's a natural there's a natural uh, thought process of okay if Jimmy Butler's here, then other people are not going to do what they are doing tonight. Exactly. You know, so they don't get extra possessions because Jimmy Butler's yeah. there. They're the same position. They play out differently, but they're they get the same amount of possessions. Yeah, and, and it's funny because I think. Lowry wasn't as good tonight as he was in game one, mm-hmm. but Struss was better tonight than he was in game one. Mm-hmm. So you've had, it, it's it's the other player. And really, it, that's why the Nick bench has to give you a little bit more than what they've been giving you. I hear what you're saying about Obi Toppin. He did not have a good game tonight. He was very good on in game one with the three, so he had that. Tom Thibodeau has said over and over and over again, he like he wants the guys to shoot the threes. He's given them confidence to shoot the threes. But I do think in the back of your mind, sometimes it's good to be confident. It's good to think the next three is going in. But when you when you're missing them as bad as Obi was tonight, then yeah, I think you need to, you know, go to the basket the next time or, or do something else or come up with another play. But he sat over there in that corner to try to keep the floor spacing the way it is. So they have to try. Maybe they'll run some other things. But uh, listen, here's the bottom line. They didn't play their best. The series is still tied at one. Yeah. And this game has no real bearing. You start 0-0 the next game. So this idea that, well, you know, they only won this game by six. So that means this for now. It doesn't work that way. 
Now, the things that the Knicks did well tonight, the Heat will try to take away. The Knicks are going to have to hit threes at a pretty good clip to force Miami to stop loading the paint. You know, that first half of game one, the Knicks were killing them in the paint. They weren't, they're not going to allow the Knicks to, to dominate them in the paint. They're going to allow them to shoot from outside. So until the Knicks start hitting some shots and, and kind of bring the defenders out a little bit more, that's, that's the way Miami's going to play them. And, and look, they played them that way tonight, and it almost worked. Yeah, that's right. And I told we talked about him early in the series, Gordon, that kid Vincent can shoot the basketball. He can. He can it shoot it. It wasn't great tonight from three, it. but, yeah, he can, he can shoot. Yep, absolutely. He can shoot it. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls. Plus, I've got two words that's going to make Gordon Damer scream hallelujah. Mm. I'll share that with you next on 9870 ESPN. In this is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Halloween Gordon Damer. Right? You're, you're, I mean, you're following the game, right? Yeah, I'm following the game, yeah. Nice. You confused me there for a second. I'm like, wait a minute, am I, am I following, is the game following yeah, no, me or am I following yeah, no, the game? No, no, yes, the no. Game, no, you are following the game. So you'll be I able to break down game. that game yes. through. That's going to be fun. That's going to be good. And, and look, if you're a Nick fan who's like, well, this was too close and, and all that type of – through the first two games of the Cavaliers series, not to compare the series, but the Knicks had not played their best game through either of those two games either. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, right. they, were, they, they were fortunate enough to pull out a win in the first one and then play terribly in game two. We're all, <laughs> we're all panicked. <laughs> it's going to be the Hawks series all over again. So uh, these things have a life of their own, and uh, the games get bigger as you move along. That's right. George is in Union. Hey, George, you're next on 98.7. Mr. Gordon, Mr. Hardesty, always great to speak with you both, Jed. Uh, I'm just leaving the game, and – I am in full agreement in regards to your sentiments. Um, from my perception, guys, the Miami's offense just seems to be a little bit more efficient. Their playoff experience seems to be evident. They get their shots. They are making timely threes. That's just, oh. So it, it, it's just one of those things. I'm like, man, they, they, they're right there. But that's my comment. But I have a question for you both mm-hmm. in regards to the bench, right? Specifically, the fact that we know that Grimes is a little banged up. What are your thoughts of really still starting Grimes and having Hart come off the bench? That second unit, when he comes off with the bench, off the bench with those guys, it gets play a little different. And he gets starters minutes anyway. Hart, I'm referring to, and he's going to finish the game. But having him come off the bench to give that spark and that additional energy that we've seen throughout the season. And then the last question I have, what was Joko Tim? He's not even um, dressed. What happened to him? Uh, he's recovering from surgery. He just underwent uh, labrum surgery a couple of days ago. Oh, yeah, so he's that. out. Thank you. Yeah, he's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for the phone okay. call. Okay. Uh, I hear what you're saying, but I do think that Tibbs wants to keep it consistent and Hart is going to start because he's going to defend Jimmy Butler a lot. And so that's why, even though Butler wasn't in there, he wants to keep that rotation and that that group and that chemistry together. Plus, he, like you said, Gordon, he does so many things. He, loose balls, mm-hmm. and he's another dribbler for you to bring the ball up to court, and he's an excellent offensive rebounder. I mean, he's, he's a jack-of-all-trades. Whatever you need on that given night. And tonight, you needed a little bit of everything, and he gave <laughs> you a little bit of everything. He did. He did. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? 
Hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing? Buddha. Congratulations. Now, are you wearing that same outfit that James Harden wore last night? Do you have that in the closet? Are you going to go to that at some point if you need it? I don't own a pair of pants that fit in that style. (laughs) Never did, never will. I don't even care if it was the 70s and Bell Bombs was good. I mean, but hey, worked out. It did work out. Worked out. If you had lost the, if he had lost that game and he had to go home wearing that outfit, that would have looked uh, that would not have been a good look. He would have deserved sure. it. <laughs> Listen, before I get to the NBA, I just want to give you a little bit of credit, Gordon, because there was something that I didn't even really know about, you know. And I was very happy when, when the Yankees signed uh, Rondon. I, I, the, pay, the the post today, he's nowhere near starting. Oh my God. <laughs> What a what a disastrous move. This is a bad season. And you know what's crazy about it? If this is going to be the season where things bottom out for the Yankees, it's right after they read up Cashman. It's like, wow, mm. how how bad is this? You're stuck for the next four years at least. <laughs> One of the family. Oh, my God. But you know what? Listen, I'll just say this much. With the Sixers you were talking about, um, look, I'm happy for the win. You know, I was talking with Papa Lodge a little while ago, and, you know, it seemed like, you know, things are good. We won that game. Listen, that's fool's goal. You know, if, if Embiid doesn't come back by game three at least 75%, Sixers are not going anywhere. And, you know, when I look at the Celtics, the Celtics' problem is, like, obviously everybody knows, it's not the talent. When you look at what's going on with um, Brunson, not Brunson, um, Brown, Tatum, and the coach, there's really one problem on that team. And I and I heard it when they did the NBA mic'd up. When you had um, Smart talking, he was telling the guys who were on the court who was coming in, who was he, who he was coming mm-hmm. out for. The coach had to remind them, look, you know, you're coming in for this guy. He was like, oh, okay, listen. There's a reason why Marcus Smart was the only player on that team who said negative things on the way out for Nugenics, Idoka. Mm-hmm. And Missoula is in that position that we all know we've been in. If you ever coached before, if you ever picked up for somebody else who had a lot of success, you're not trying to ruffle any feathers. And Marcus Smart, good player, great defensive player, for them to be a winning team, he cannot be the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. It's got to be the Brown or Tatum. You're right, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. But but here's the thing. He's not only the leader, Gordon, he's the heart and soul of that team. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart is. There's no, yeah. it's not, and there's no question about it. Nope. No question about it. He is the heart and soul of that team. Richardson Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Larry, Gordon. I got a few points, but I'll be quick. Why do we have a game Saturday at 3.30? Why not Friday night or Saturday 6 or after? Night games are the cream of the crop. I don't want to watch afternoon. 3.30 isn't bad, but we could have done better than that. I don't understand. Friday night would have been fine. Uh, Fellas, these Knicks fans talking about an ugly win and no Jimmy Butler. I got four teams right now that wish they could have won ugly. The New York Rangers, the Boston Bruins, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Sacramento Kings. Those four teams wish they could have won these ugly games. We believe suck. me. Okay. What's that? <laughs> yeah. It was a clip. It's all right. Go all ahead. Right. What was, what was now, the other point, Richard? Go all ahead. right. My last point. When I watch this Nick team, 
I'm watching a team from 20 years ago. I'm not watching Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hardenstein. I'm watching Ben Wallace. I'm not watching Josh Hart. I'm watching Tayshaun Prince. Jalen Brunson, I'm not looking at him. I'm looking at Chauncey Billups. Julius Randle, I'm looking at Rashid Wallace. So why not? Why not the Knicks this year? I really don't see. If these guys play like they're playing and play up to their capabilities, they get a little healthier as things go on. Listen, stranger things have happened. That's all I can say, fellas. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. All right, Richard. Thanks for the phone call. It's true. And and this is a this is a team, Gordon, especially with Milwaukee out. It's wide open. You know, it is wide open. Yeah. But, but I mean, stranger things have happened, but not very often. Uh, the, the Knicks winning a champ. I mean, if Richard is saying that the Knicks winning a championship this year, uh, they would probably be the longest odds of yes. any of the teams that are remaining. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and a, I mean again, it is a win. You take any win you can get. They beat the, the Heat by six at home in a must-win game when Jimmy Butler sat out. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, let's let's take it one step at a time before we start patting each other on the back and planning the parade route. Yeah, we're not ready for the parade yet. Not we're, yet. We're, we're hoping we can. We're get a few one steps in, away from that. Yeah, we're hoping we can get one in Miami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. where we are. We're in the now. We're in the now. More of your calls, and I promise you. You'll hear Gordon's scream, hallelujah, in a second on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. ESPN. Got some notes on the Knicks. We'll get back to the phone calls. But, Gordon, let me pay off my tees. All right. Give it to me. Yeah, I'm excited here. Need here something. The, you ready? Mm-hmm. The two words that's going to make you say hallelujah. Mm-hmm. The unusual words. Harvey, listen carefully. Chantel, listen carefully. The unusual words, Gordon. <laughs> Willie Calhoun. Yeah, my guy. <laughs> my guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> First home run in over a year. Yeah, it might be – oh, look, that's going to get him another f- three weeks in the Yankee lineup. He's going to be batting – well, you know, he had that home run last week. Trust me, that's going to get him plenty of run now in the Yankee lineup. We'll talk a little baseball for a couple of minutes later no, in the show. No, let's later. not. Let's leave that till tomorrow. Couple. We'll leave that to Friday night show. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I got to say, Garrett Cole's been outstanding. He's got half your wins, Gordon. He, he, he's the only guy that wins. I think that he, <laughs> they win his games, and then the rest of the time they're a disaster. Man, he's 7-0. and The Yankees are 7-0 and when he pitches. Mm-hmm. And you're 16-15 and overall. <sighs> I mean, it's crazy. What a mess. It is crazy. It is. Uh, let's head back to the phones. We'll get off baseball for you. How about that? Please. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. He's next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Trey. Yeah, don't nobody want to talk about baseball right now, Larry. No. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Not right there. I actually saw a video of Willie Calhoun uh, hitting batting practice at the uh, new uh, Texas Rangers Stadium before it was done, and he it was it was the most insane video you've ever seen in your life. I can imagine. Oh. In an empty stadium. Yep, that's mm. about right. <laughs> that's where we're at. But uh, this game was ugly, man, and you know. <laughs> You, like you said, I, we don't we don't give them back. No, <laughs> we we ain't, we ain't giving no dubs back. No. So, you know, we got a lot we got a lot to fix because I don't know about y'all, G, Larry. 
I still haven't seen the best game from the Knicks yet in the playoffs. I still haven't seen that game where, you know what I mean, where where the the shooting is on and everything. And let me ask you a quick question. I got one more point. What was up with RJ in the second half? Was he hurt? What's going on with that? Um, I just don't think they like the defensive matchup with him. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, his metrics are bad anyway, you know, and, and as the game wanes on, he does not get better as a defensive player. So, okay, that's, I, that's what I was thinking as well. Um, Tibbs has to make an adjustment. I don't know if it's an energy thing, and Obi was out of it early, man. Obi shot that air ball, and he didn't get back in the guy. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was, was a quick at? hook. Yeah, yeah was Tibbs was not that hook came now. quick. He's like, and, I'm and not tolerating this. It. Gee, did you notice it? I don't know if you noticed this or not. After Right after that. Uh, Hart Hart's mic'd up. Hart yeah. told Ty, he said, "Man, keep shooting." He said, "I don't care if you miss every last one, you shoot." I don't <laughs> yeah. care. He said, "We gonna they, get the they, rebound." They didn't mic up Tibbs though. <laughs> they, they, you Thank God for that. Like, and I said the same thing. I said, "Man, I don't think Tibbs is saying that." You know, what I mean? nope. it's like, oh. yo. No, if you yeah, mic'd I, up, if, if you mic'd up Tibbs, it would have been like the the edited version of Rex Ryan on. Um... <laughs> If they mic'd up, yeah, if they mic up Tibbs in a playoff game, man, they're gonna have to sell the rights to pay per view, bro, because they ain't gonna be able to put that on broadcast TV. That is not going down. We gotta fix some things before Saturday afternoon, man. We gotta shoot better. That crowd is gonna be raucous down there. And I don't know if you saw Jimmy Butler face at the end of that game. Jimmy Butler was like, "I'm gonna see y'all Saturday. Mm -hmm. No, no, I'm gonna see y'all." He was shaking his head and he was giving a lot of the Knicks fans a lot of energy. So, whatever we had tonight, we gotta get. Ten times better than that, man, because the shooting is off, the defensive pressure at certain times. And I'm talking about how is Gabe Vincent turning into Vashawn Leonard out here looking like 2000? Yeah. Come on, man, Gabe Vincent? Dude yeah. with the UC Santa Barbara, Brad, the Google this dude. <laughs> Come on, man. The Knicks we might have to Google the dude. dude. They no, need to. They need him. to do something, G. Hey, yeah. listen, hey, 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 Trey, thanks for the phone call. No, Gordon, they saw him up close. They, they yeah. know who he is now. Well, I don't know how up close they were. They seemed like they were running at him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they weren't guarding him the first point. They they, they just were they just were uh, out of position, Gordon. They just looked like they were yep. just out of position all the time. They were at like, the angle or they were trying to double or they just they, they just weren't. They... We'll take the win. <laughs> That's take all I'm going to say. We'll take the win. Mark's in Manhattan. What's up, Mark? Hey, what's up, fellas? Yeah, uh, the word is, uh, to me, survive. Uh, Really, Miami controlled the game once again, and that's a disturbing trend here. Um, They got a bunch of undrafted guys, and to me, this is a step up in in weight class. Uh, They got a better uh, elite coach. To me, Smolster is the best coach in the league. When you look at what they've done with with, uh, a bunch of undrafted guys, what is it with the Knicks defense continually getting torched by uh, Martin, Vincent, Struess, they really haven't had any made any adjustments. Well, they'll make some more adjustments. Thanks for the phone call. They will make some more adjustments. But the big thing here is for me, Gordon, and that's they are allowing Miami penetration, which once that penetration comes and you move either Robinson or Hartenstein, um, once you move them up, then, Gordon, it's a problem. Now you're, you're switching and you're, you're mm-hmm. running, you're rotating, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're yep. running, and everybody's switching. So it's the dribble penetration that is setting up everything. And so your backcourt guys have to be able to stay in front of your guys. And if you can stay in front of your guys, then that gives you a better opportunity. Now, there were some opportunities when the Knicks played really good defense, and you saw it in the fourth quarter. I thought they played really good defense. 
But uh, for the most part, yeah, you did have issues. You did have situations where, you know, they, um, you know, they, they just let guys get past them. No question. Uh, and, it, and you can see it coming, right? I mean, yes. and, and they're so willing to pass and find the open guy that it just, it, it just keeps – uh, almost like folding into itself. You know what I mean? Like you're running after this guy, then they make a pass, you're running after that guy, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. So that, that is something they have to clean up, especially because Miami is so solid defensively. It didn't feel like the Knicks had a whole lot of open looks, and it felt like they had a lot of bad possessions trying to force things one-on-one. It's like the bully playing keep away with your hat. Mm. That's what it was like. Yeah. You know, you run over here, and the ball, the ball moves. You go over there, the ball's gone. You move over there, the ball's gone. And listen, give Spolster credit. They spread the floor well, and everybody knows where everybody else is. It's a well-balanced offense, Gordon. It really is. And they do a nice job. And once again, uh, the hitting shot. Martin hit some key shots tonight. Martin was very good for them. Struss, I guess they felt, well, he's not going to hit the shots. Well, he did. I, I really think that the Knicks felt we have to make sure that we don't let Kyle Lowry have the game he had in game one. And by focusing so much on him, they left some other guys open and allowed them to get rolling, and that was the issue. And it came back to, you know, make their job a little bit harder than it had to be. I am sure that this is not lost on Tom Thibodeau. No. Or the players. <laughs> well, you'd like to think it's not a loss on the players. I know for I would be willing to bet money it's not lost on Tom Thibodeau. Oh, there's no question it's not lost on him. So Trey wanted to know why R.J. Barrett sat. Well, Tom Thibodeau has the answer. That's next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.